Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, it's your host, Jordan Halstead here, and Micah is with me, and we're going to be talking about... Micah, this is one of your favorites, right, out of out of the, the MCU? This is probably my Empire Strikes Back of, of Marvel films. If Like, I mean, if we're talking solo outings, we're talking... So, so not Avengers, but Avengers-related films. Yes, like Avengers Infinity War is definitely my Empire Strikes Back of the Avengers movies, like the team but movies. Out of... Out of like the MCU, this is kind of this is my Empire Strikes Back of that. Yes. All right, and so with that, we're going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok. This is a Phase Three movie. It dropped in was this 2017? I believe so. Yeah, because then 2018 we started with Infinity War, and then 2019 mm-hmm. we ended up getting Endgame. So yeah, so this was a later in in 2017. I, if I'm not mistaken, was this a November release? Um, I think so. I think it was like a fall release somewhere in there, and they've been they've been pushing November. So, so anyways, um, pretty solid movie. Like you said, it was an, your Empire Strikes Back. I would argue, maybe not that much love from me. Um, it was really good, but I just don't think that Thor needs to be like this really funny character. And I feel like they really butchered the uh, the Hulk storyline for what they were pulling from the comics. It's kind of like Civil War for me. Like, I, I love Planet Hulk, and I wish they had the rights to do that movie. <laughs> okay, out of the four Thor movies... Oh, it's the best. Okay. Uh, uh, 100%. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not denying the, the facts. I mean... You're coming it, out with a negative connotation right off the bat with this movie. I don't like Thor. Let, let me say this. I don't like Thor solo outings. Like, if I'm going to watch any superhero, it's not going to be Thor. Um, nine times out of ten. We picked I a will, great topic today. I know. It's it's gonna be a controversial piece. Um, it's not that I hate it. It's just that I feel like Thor has not we 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 often talk about this idea that they're throwing spaghetti against a wall, trying to figure out how to handle the character. And Taika Waititi came out and and really killed it with this character, but that's not really historically who Thor is. And that's, I think, what really gets me is that Thor was not a, he's not, he's not, he's not funny. He's, he's, uh, he's removed from humanity. He's trying to figure things out, but he, he's kind of like, I'm the strongest that there is. Um, join me on my quest. Like, like kind of like the, the dumb barbarian kind of character in a lot of ways. But then like, there's moments where they've written him really smart and I don't know. I just. I don't feel like that really fit, but I feel like it fits the MCU, not the stories that like I'm used to reading. Well, we're talking about the lot. movie today. I know, but it's hard for me to, to differentiate personally. Jordan, you sounded like your three-year-old right then and there. Why? I know. I know. Yeah. Sounded like my, my three-year-old. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, go ahead. So, so let's dissect this movie a little bit because I'm going to be kind of the voice of hate and you're going to be the voice of love on this movie. We're love and thunder. I was thinking the same thing, but yeah. not that movie. Ragnarok. Yeah. So, so anyways, let, let's start with what did we like with this movie? What were some of the highlights of this film? <laughs> After you just, you know, basically crapped on it for five minutes. Um, I... <laughs> Love Thor Ragnarok, and there are several reasons that I love Thor Ragnarok. Um, I often reference this, the the story arc from Ragnarok to Endgame, mainly because 
just the the sequence of the the overarching story with with Thanos kind of like looming in the background to what we get in Infinity War to what we get in Endgame. It starts in Ragnarok, right? Because at the end of the movie and the post credit scenes, Thanos catches up to Thor after they've escaped um, Asgard and and they're they're getting ready to go to Earth and it's like, oh, it's about to get real. Yeah, love the overarching story that they're they're getting ready to tell heading into the Infinity War movie. In reference to Thor's story, I think that he is just getting started in Ragnarok because he just lost his mother in the Dark World. Mm-hmm. And then he loses his dad. And then he has to kill his sister. And then Loki finally, you know, you know, gets it together towards the end of the movie and he's like, oh, let's let's actually be brothers and do this thing together. And then you get to Infinity War and then Thanos kills Loki. So it's like Thor's a hot mess. And you talk about the barbarian thing, and I can kind of relate to that because it's like, yes, he he's kind of like a nomad. And the 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 guy's lost everything. He's lost his planet, he's lost his sister, he's lost his dad, he's lost his brother, he's lost his mother. Um after, you know, going through two movies where, you know, he finds out he's not worthy to be king of Asgard, and that's all he's ever wanted. And then the planet he he grew up on is just destroyed, right? And then so he's, you know, the whole line of it, Asgard's not a place of the people. Like, Thor finally gets to that moment where he's like, oh, I'm finally going to be king, but I'm grieving a lot. And it's it's just, for me, it's, it's just a well-told story of, of, of loss and what are you going to do with that loss? And I think aside from maybe Cap... There's not a better story told, in my opinion, of what somebody does with loss in the MCU. Um, yeah. And when I was rewatching this film today before we recorded, I often forget that Doctor Strange is in the beginning. And there is just this uh, incredible moment where Loki found, you know, Loki gets his because Doctor Strange is, <laughs> he's got him like hanging in the, in one of the, um, what's that called? Where he um, he's got him in a uh, other dimension. Yeah, he's got him in an, an alternate dimension. He's just falling, and he he finally like brings him back, and he's I've like, "I'm fall- been falling for thirty minutes." And if you fast forward to Spider-Man: No Way Home, Spider-Man hangs Doctor Strange over the Grand Canyon forever, and it's just like this whole full circle moment. But like, um, and even like in Infinity War, when when Tony tells uh, Peter. Spider-Man to go get the wizard. Thor at the beginning of Ragnarok is like, since when do we have wizards? <laughs> and so he's like, we prefer the term mastic of mystic, you know, master of mystic arts. And so, um, it, I like it. I mean, I really enjoy the story that's told and, um, the soundtrack's good. And I think we talked, I think it may be in the dark world episode, maybe about like, the different approaches to the Thor movies. Yeah. And if this would have been Thor one and they would have done two other films after this, like I would have been completely stoked with how they handled the Thor franchise. But, you know, there are moments in each of the films that I enjoy, but Ragnarok is definitely my favorite. Okay. So I, I agree. Like the, the movie is good. I just, I just, I struggle like Thor. Right? Yeah. You just don't like the yeah. character of Thor. Yeah, Thor Thor is not my, my cup of tea. You're a Thor, Thor subject. 
it is a Thor subject, yes. But I would argue this much as well. I think that not only is it just he's not my kind of character that I really like, I just think that they often missed the opportunity to tell a better story for him. And I just, I, I struggled with that. They also like, introduced Valkyrie in this film and some other characters that we don't, we don't have up until this point. Yes. Um, and I loved the buddy cop between him and Hulk. But again, it just, it really comes down to, I come from a, a comic book background where planet Hulk is what they, they drove a lot of the stuff from. And I'm like, planet Hulk is one of my favorite books. And I, I aren't they going to get to that eventually? Aren't they supposedly know. getting to it? That's that's what I've heard. Or War Hulk or something like that. Yeah, if they do a Planet Hulk, World War Hulk kind of thing, like I'm totally down for it. But I'm like, you you pretty much did that with Thor Ragnarok. You kind of told some of that story. And I'm like, you took elements. And I wish you would have taken the story, not just the elements. Um, well, I also like the idea of like, okay, we get to Civil War, for example, and Thor and Banner aren't in Civil War. Because at the end of Age of Ultron, they go off, and then this is supposed to kind of show where they picked up, right? Yeah, it's kind of like this is where like the missing pieces are for the two characters. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so they they connect those two dots, and it's like, oh, I'm finally like going to see what's going on with Thor, and and where's Banner been this whole time? And so you know, you find out when he goes to when Hela, you know, is introduced into the fold. Um, you know, they get they get sent to um man why can't i think of it sakar yes thank you i I kept thinking of the devil's anus so (laughs) that's what i was thinking they did go through the devil's they they did go through the devil's anus so like um but yeah they end up in sakar and you know jeff goldblum's in it and it i i don't know i i it's one of my movies in the mc where i just want to throw it on and watch it from time to time and i don't have to think about it but like Definitely with the fourth Thor movies, like it's my favorite. I don't know if that. Yeah, pro- no, I feel like I'm not going to win this argument with you and not persuade you one way or the other. But no, like, no, I, I, think, I think you just can't look at it through the comic book lens, and I understand what you're saying in respect. And to that's the, comic. the hardest part is I, I come from a, I, it's the same problem I have with Civil War. I love the book that there is material loosely based off of, and I just struggle to to meet that point of. It's okay. Like you, it's not going to meet my expectations. Which is funny because the more I watched Civil War, I hated Civil War when I first saw it. But the more I watched, the more I enjoy it now. I think I think because of the world building they've been doing, and the more I've been watching, because I I have rewatched a lot of those films lately. I really like them, and I'm not I'm not complaining about Civil War what I used to, but I still think that like when you're going to claim a title and and have source material that is so good like Planet Hulk or Civil War. Like, I want you to bring your A-game. And I feel mm-hmm. like they weren't ready to do Civil War yet, and they, they did it. I was like, again, I'll always fall, fall on this, this sword here. It should have been a phase. Now, Planet Hulk did not need to be a phase. Mm-hmm. Like, Planet Hulk is, is a very self-contained story, but it could have easily been like a two-parter with Planet Hulk and then World War Hulk, and then, it, like, World War Hulk could have been like an Avenger-style film. Um I almost look at Ragnarok as a pilot, though, like oh. not 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 in the Thor movies, but like as in like the what we're we're getting in the beginning of okay, this is the first episode of the series that we're going to get. First episode is Ragnarok, second episode is Infinity War, third episode is Endgame, and 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 Ant Man and the Lost Quantumania, and 
not quantum mania i'm so sorry ant man and the wasp and then you get spider-man far from home and like it sets up this whole beautiful story that's well yeah i i think that if you were to say that there's a five-part series to this and it's really like starts with with ragnarok and ends with far from home you're seeing a perfect transition from where we where we start the storytelling of things falling apart to backlash of how do we live in a world without iron man mm-hmm. um and, and without characters being the same that they they once were and, and how do we live in a world that's that's been completely changed i completely agree with you there um i just ragnarok and, and it's just i don't care for thor um and and we've talked about this and i think the reason i really don't care for thor is because he doesn't get a win for the longest time, he just does not get a win. He is the the Avenger that takes the biggest beat down out of any of them. When I was rewatching it today, um, when he's in the streets of New York going to see Doctor Strange, right before he goes to see Doctor Strange, and the girls want the selfie with him, she's like, "I'm." They're like, "I'm sorry about Jane dumping you." He was like, "It's a mutual dumping." <laughs> so when you think about you know losing things, like he just loses so much, including Jane. I didn't even mention that in the original um, opening monologue that we had, but like. He not only loses his parents and his brother, but he and the planet. He also loses Jane, the girl he loves. Which you yep. know, we you know we find out. Um, we figure it out in in Love and Love Thunder. And Thunder. Yeah, yeah, but like, um, yeah, I. It's just I agree with that, Jordan. He just he doesn't get a win, and you want him for him so bad to get a win. I think the win for Thor ultimately though is when he lands on Wakanda Infinity War. That's the moment for him. I, I'll say this: there are small wins that he has along the way. When he meets the guardians, never, when he meets the 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 guardians of the galaxy, like I think I think anything post Ragnarok, there's a lot of win for him, but there's small wins here and there. But I would I would even argue like in in the first Avengers when he finally makes it to the team and he starts to kind of build that that group around him to have a family unit that he's, we, we often talk about um, in our own lives, just the chosen family that we have and how you and I have, have really connected through putting this podcast together and, and that chosen family that no, we're not related, but we're, we're brothers. And, and walking through that idea, I'm like, I think he has that chosen family win um, in, in the original Avengers. And th- there's small things there. And there's these moments where you want to cheer for Thor, but I like when Thor walks on screen, I don't cheer. Like, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, you're here. Like, I'm excited that you're here, but I'm not going to stand and, and cheer. When, like, Iron Man shows up, when Captain America shows up, I'm like, yeah. Like, and it's just because I don't have that that drive for that character the same way. Like, Chris Hemsworth does fantastic as that character. I just don't connect with him the same way that I do with Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Tom Holland, um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, there are certain guys that just... And it's not that he does a bad job with the character. I just don't. He's just not the character that I, I fall in love with. Did you like the relationship between him and Banner in this movie? Comic book or War Hulk stuff aside, but did yeah, you? Yeah, like- yeah. So, so uh, from a MCU perspective, not a a comic book fan perspective, but just like a, a casual moviegoer. Yeah, I I agree. I think that it was it was good. Um, I like I liked their the banter between him and Banner. Um. I preferred his his thing with the Hulk than with Banner. Um, no but, Banner, only Hulk. <laughs> j- just the whole, 
And and when he's like, yeah, he's a friend from work. Yeah. Like, I loved that. I thought that that was, I liked some elements of this movie. I love the connection that he has with Odin. Even after yes. Odin's passed. And he's like, he's like, you're not the god of hammers. Who are you the god of? And like, he reminds him he's the god of thunder. And he yeah. finally, like, I think, you know, in the first movie, he's really dependent on the hammer. In the second movie, he's really dependent on the hammer. And then he, he's not the god of hammers. He's the god of thunder. And so I, he finally, I think he finally comes into his own in this movie. And I wish that would have been more of the story they told all along with him. The yeah. hammer's the the hammer's great. Um, something else, Jordan, that you you uh, you mentioned when we did the the Love and Thunder review, but the the plays that they had. This- oh my gosh, yes, I I will say that I loved the play. Oh my gosh, and the music that they play, like especially from like like reprising what happened in the Dark World, um, it's hysterical. Oh my god! And then when Loki's Loki's disguised yes. as Odin. And he was like, he's like, oh crap, <laughs> Thor's here. <laughs> he that that is so good. And he was like, well, he's when like, he grabs Odin by the or the Loki the as Odin, and he grabs him by the neck, and then he's like, we'll just see about that. And like he like is calling Mjolnir to to him, and he's like, no 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 no, and like then changes back real quick into Loki. I'm like, that was that was yeah, that was that was solid. Love yeah. that. What did you think of Hela, the sister aspect, and and then bringing another element into the family fold? One of the best villains, I will say. That that's the thing, Taika Waititi. I have not liked either of the movies that he did. Like they're not my favorites. They don't even crack my top five. But his villain development, I really, really enjoyed Hela. I really Gore, enjoyed Gore the, the God the, Butcher. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's, Christian Bale. Go, go listen to our our Thor the Dark or the uh, Love and Thunder episode that just we give so much praise to to Christian Bale. But um, Hela specifically, I love the moment where she's going through his vault and she's like, "That's fake," and throws the the Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. like just just crashes, and then she like punches a was it in the vault that she punches the the ground and then like can find her army of the dead. Yes. I'm like, that was sick. Like things that you're not like we're, we clearly don't know. We've only seen the vault a few times, but she knew and she walked in and just did it. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I. She was a really good villain. And, yeah. um, you know, I wondered, you know, what we will ultimately get in um, Love and Thunder when Jane comes back and gets, you know, portrays the mighty Thor and, and, and gets the hammer and find out that she's worthy and everything. But like the, when she breaks the hammer, like that just sets the tone for the movie. Like after, you know, they find out that Odin just died and, and Thor's really, really upset at Loki, but like, Oh wait, there's this other piece. And it's, by the way, it's your sister and she's not a good person. And so she cracks his hammer and then she, you know, sends him to, you know, Sakaar. But like, even when she, um, and she's taking over Asgard. It's evident that she's evil and she just doesn't care. She just wants to rule and be in charge. And um, she doesn't care what it's going to take to to do that. And um, even... Uh, what's the Asian guy's name that's on Thor's team? You know what I'm talking about? 
when she goes goes to Asgard. I don't remember his name, but yeah, yeah. He's one of the Warriors three. Yeah, yeah. So like he he tries to stand up to her and like she impales the guy. <laughs> impales the guy with like this this big piece of metal and yeah. It's uh it's 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 really, really, really good. Um Let's just take Thor out of the movie, Jordan, and um, you can talk about all the other good pieces of the. <laughs> what did you think of the Grandmaster, Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum, oh my gosh, I, he's good. He's good in whatever he's in. He is. He's he's weird. He's such a weird actor and such a weird person. And like I know him from Jurassic Park, but watching him in there and for him to just like play his piano and he he's just himself in that moment, I was like. Okay, I like this character. Um, yeah, that was I like I liked him. What about Heimdall? Heimdall's always amazing. In this movie specifically. He was he was focused was this the one where he's focused on getting people to safety? Yep. Yeah. I that I, I loved the the idea that you don't have to use your superpowers to help people. Um and the way that he was just like, I'm not focused on the war itself and and fighting it i'm focused on making sure that everybody's safe mm. that our loved ones are safe like i loved that he's like thor can thor can take care of this i'm gonna make sure that the people are safe um i'm just naming random characters in the cast we 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 get we get to see or we get introduced to korg in this movie <laughs> amazing okay korg Korg was not what I expected. So Korg is in the, is in the comics and he is a a very stoic kind of character. And there's this moment where they're in the the prison getting ready for gladi- gladiator battles and I was like, "Okay, this kind of oh, there's going to be Korg. This is like that moment." And he's like, "Piss off, space ghost." <laughs> I, well, just, well, that, I lost it. And that when he meets when he meets Thor, he's like, "Hey man, Come here if you want to. Come hang out with us if you want to. And 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 the fact that Taika Waititi put himself into the fold. Yes. Like it. I okay. All of the best directors that have really made their mark in the MCU have put themselves in the roles and like important roles too. So like the Russo brothers not necessarily put themselves in it, but uh, I believe it's Joe put his daughter as Hawkeye's daughter. So like she's gonna be around for a little bit. As long as Hawkeye's in, she'll be around. Um, they both showed up, or at least one of them showed up in, uh, Endgame, Infinity War, uh, Civil War, and, uh, Winter Soldier. Like, he showed up as a different character in every single one of his, his movies. Um, and then, like, John Favreau showed up as Happy Hogan. Like, like, big, big moves there. And I, I loved that he chose a character that he didn't have to show his face, and he could just do the voice for it. And I was like... You chose a good character. What did you think of Meek? Remind me. Meek is the small little wormy bug. Like that. Korg's friend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, my, one of my favorite parts in that movie is at the end when they're going to Earth after Asgard's been destroyed. And, and Korg's just sitting there holding him. And he thinks he's dead. And he's like, hey, how's Meek? And he's like, oh, Meek's dead. And he, he wakes up from whatever. If he's in a coma, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, oh, he's not dead. He was <laughs> like, just asleep. <laughs> It's like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Um, yeah, he. It's just a. Uh, I think we get more of that, you know, space, alternate dimension kind of thing in Quantumania 
where we get like all like just a lot of different looking creatures and a lot of different looking things from an alternate universe. I think this was kind of the tipping point of that, like the very beginning genesis of what we see in the MCU. And so like between Korg and um, Meek, it was a great sample of what yet was to come. Well, and like Guardians really did a lot more humanoid kind of kind of characters where where Meek is really not. I mean, Korg definitely is, but but Meek is is actually just a just a bug. Right. I was going to ask you today. So like when I was rewatching it, what did you think of? I don't know if you've talked about this before. Maybe you have, but like Doctor Strange at the beginning of this movie, this is coming off of of his solo outing, his first solo outing. Um, he wasn't in anything else up until that point, right? And so Correct. he he's been in Doctor Strange and he's been in Ragnarok. Ragnarok. So when he shows up in Ragnarok, he's got these goofy yellow gloves on. Yes. What did you think of this? Iconic. So they look goofy, but it was that moment of that's what the character looks like when he's drawn in the comics. And I don't know if, if you've got a, a big Marvel poster in the back. If you go look at Dr. Strange, you'll see that he's supposed to have big yellow goofy gloves. And that's his character. You know, like, I, you know, I got these or got this poster a couple of weeks ago and I don't think that he has yellow gloves on in that poster. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so old school, he like, that was a, that was a character piece that he had yellow gloves. And so they did the gloves to do a kind of just a, Hey, we did it nod. And then, because honestly you don't need that because of the sling ring. Like no one else is wearing these big goofy gloves. Like we have a full army of magic wielders, especially when you get to like multiverse of madness. Like when you see Comertage and like all the different sanctums that are like sending their people, no one else is dressed up in that, that kind of goofy or fashion that, that comic booky look. And since you're living in a very real world, um, for the MCU, I don't think you need it, but it was cool to have. What? I feel like I'm interviewing you and trying to get you a no, no, please do. Um, you know, get your response in real time to some of these things. But like, what did you think of? Um, well, I was going to ask you what you think of Loki, but before I before we go to Loki, I love. I know my wife loves Loki too. Um, if you could have add, if you could have added any like other characters to this film what would you have done i think i would have done a little bit more screen time for dr strange okay and if i was going to add anybody else i would have added tony stark what would he have done what i would have done is when he shows up um looking for his his dad or whatnot um before dr strange gets to him because i feel like dr strange could have easily been interchanged with with robert downey jr's iron man um, just a, hey, fuzzball, why are you here? Like, could have easily, or hey, point break. Like, I think that that's a character that Doctor Strange or Iron Man could have fit. Um, but for for Iron Man specifically, I think it would have been great if, like, he would have been putting up proximity detectors around the world. And, like, he shows up in New York, and that's where Iron Man just happens to be. And he shows up and he's like, hey, we need to talk real quick. Haven't seen you in a hot minute. The Avengers disbanded. Like, I think that would have been a, a cool way to to have some of that. Because well, then that could have also helped with, like, Pepper and him getting back together. Like, you could have easily, like, instead of just gone straight into, oh, we're now getting engaged. Yeah. 
Well, and then like once you get to Infinity War, when Banner goes back to Earth, and he's like, "What broke up? Like a band? Like yeah." And he had no idea what was going on. Um, but neither did Thor. Right. That's, uh, well, Thor I'm, never... I'm, adding, I'm adding to your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, too, that, you know, that would have been a great idea to have Tony. But do you think that they put Doctor Strange because he'd only had one of the routing up until that point? I think that was part of the reason. Um, yes and no. I think that that could have been a reason. I think that it just comes down to... Rob because we don't see him was... again until Infinity War. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that was the next the, movie. Right. But like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Great the only other time we see him. Yeah. I think, I think the real reason is because Robert Downey Jr. was only contracted for so many films mm. and they wanted to not waste it. Gotcha. I think, I mean, I liked it. I like what they did with Dr. Strange in this movie. And I think it was, it was funny, you know, the comment that Thor makes about being a wizard and, you know, them having wizards now and, um, the banter between, and he was like, he was like tea. He was like, no, I don't drink tea. He's like, what do you drink? And then he, he gives him this huge beer, the like mug. <laughs> the mug, mug of, of ale or whatever the, that Asgardians drink. I'm assuming it's beer. Um, and then he's drinking it. And then like when he messes up the puzzle that's sitting in the, and the, and the Sanctum Centaurum, like, and he just like he just kind of like he just he sits it back in the place even though he can't figure it out and he, and and Doctor Strange is just like leave it just just leave it and so um, he's just getting so annoyed with Thor because you got to think this Thor's not from Earth and so yeah and, and that's where like I think that some of the comedy is okay but mm-hmm. it's not something I want to depend on with Thor and yeah. that's why I have that problem mm. um but no I I think that the way they sprinkled Dr. Strange in was totally fine. I think it's, it's a very forgettable moment though. Yeah. Well, um, I, I told you today I threw it on. I was like, I almost forget that Dr. Strange is in that movie. Yep. He's in there for maybe five minutes. Yeah. And it's, it's not that we don't want him there. It's not that we, we don't love him. It's just, you, you, it's easily forgotten. Yeah. So, um, what was there? Would, would, would you add anybody else or any other characters Avengers wise or, Introduce um, any new characters that you we haven't had up until this point, or I don't know. I it, I'm looking over my my list of characters right now. Um, I have on the outside of all of my my spots, uh, different characters that I you know because Valkyrie, Korg, Meek, they're all introduced. Well, we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about Valkyrie. Um, Loki's in the movie. No, I I don't know. I mean, if you wanted to to do anything, maybe Black Panther, like that could have been cool if if there was some some spot where maybe some Wakandans are, they come in trying to pick up the broken pieces of Mjolnir, um, like that could have been cool. Like, well, we have we have all of the the uh, vibranium. Let's try and get some Uru metal, and I mean that could have been cool, but. But again, I don't think that there's really anything that would have changed the outcome of the movie. I don't think there was anything that you could have added anybody that really was necessary to the film. You could get the TVA looking for Loki before they catch him. And no, because he didn't break the rules at that point. He didn't break the rules until Endgame. You're right. Never mind. Because I thought think... about that. I thought. I was, I yeah, thought I was about... thinking. Yeah, I didn't think about that until I was thinking. I was getting ahead of myself. Um, it would yeah. have been cool if you would have seen someone in the background getting taken by the by the TVA somewhere. And you're like, films. what the heck is that? And what is yeah, that? What like, is that all about? 
But like, if if it, put it somewhere like you don't expect, <laughs> maybe that's what happens with uh with Deadpool. We just like in some movie in the in the future of the MCU, you just see Deadpool get like swiped up in someone's background, and it's because he's going to be running into shenanigans with time travel and all that. You can put Deadpool into a Ragnarok. That would have been great. He just shows up and cuts Hella's head off and Hannah just vanishes. And that's it. And then does like a puppet show kind of thing with her head. <laughs> that that would have made that movie rated R real quick. Um, moving to, to Loki, <laughs> what did you think of Loki's performance in, in this movie? I would there's argue re- it's probably his best. Okay. Yeah, because there's a lot of redemption for him, finally. There is. Um, and it, I think that it helps set up his uh, Infinity War demise and then Loki season one. Um, Loki season one was phenomenal. Yes. And I, I stand by that. And I think that it's because of this season or th- this movie that you really see how much Loki had grown because you basically have to have Tom Hiddleston revert back to original Loki days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, this was his best outing by far. Yeah, and then like the the part where he he turns his back on Thor in this movie, and then Thor, you know, he gets him right, and at the end of the movie, he thinks he's not real, but he's actually there, and so he actually does show up, and they're so gonna, you know, they're up until this point nemesis, right? They're brothers that hate each other, and so they finally that whole scene where they're coming out with those guns and they shoot everything, like that's a really good scene. I feel like that relationship. Part, or, or like parallels with uh, Gamora and Nebula. Yeah. Like good... very well parallels. And that whole like, all I wanted was a sister when she yells that at, at uh, Gamora. You could have done the Guardians in this, like just having a brief like somewhere in the space, like like do a fly flyby or something or have them somewhere in the background oh, yeah. or something. Or, or yeah, they could have ended up at the same time at the same place. Why are... Like they could have been in Sakaar, like in the junkyard or something, just doing something random, or like yeah. have have Groot or Rocket like pit pocket and somebody over in Sakaar and like. Oh, that would have been great if they're like at the games. Yeah, like you just you just see Groot in the they're background. They're sitting and... there eating popcorn in, at the games at the, and they're like, "Who's this guy?" Like, because <laughs> at that point, I don't think they had met Banner. I'd like twenty thousand units for your leg. <laughs> like, just oh my gosh, that would have been that would have been fun. Yeah. So what what did you think of Valkyrie? Valkyrie was new to this one. So what, what did you think of Valkyrie? I loved her relationship with, with Banner. Okay. Um, I liked the, like you said, the banter, um, some of the lines, especially when, um, you know, they're coming out of the battle between Hulk and Thor and they're kind of in that, um, they're in that room together. They're all in there together. And, Valkyrie shows up and uh, they're almost friends, right? And so um, I really enjoy the relationship they have. And then you kind of get, you get a peek into who they are, right? Who the Valkyries are. Yeah. Valkyrie. Who the, um, what's her people called? No, they're the Valkyries. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, yeah. the Valkyries. There's so many things to keep up with these days. Um, the Valkyries, um just you get a little bit of a peek of who they are and what they represent. And so she's kind of like turned, not necessarily turned her back on them, but kind of just went and did her own thing. And Thor helps her remember who she is. 
And so um, there's a really good relationship there. And by the end of the movie, you know, the four of them, whether it's Hulk, Hulk, Valkyrie, Thor, and Loki, like just this whole um, idea of building a team. Because at the beginning of the movie, they're all enemies, right? And by the end of the movie, they're all together and they're all working together for the mission they're trying to accomplish. And so um, I enjoy the story she tells. Uh, I like her in Endgame, I think, more. Okay. Just when, you know, Banner shows up and, you know, he's the Professor Hulk and she's like, he won't, he won't see you. Like, her acting, I think, is better in, in Endgame than it is in Ragnarok. But, um, yeah, what did you think of her? I thought she was really well casted. I thought that she was really well, like, her story was really well told. Um, and it paralleled, I felt like, a lot with with that whole loss and I feel like it's an Asgardian thing, um, which I mean, it's not. I mean, even Tony lost mom and dad, and that that the loss tells a, a really big story um, in the MCU. But I think that for for her character, the way that she was portrayed, the way that there's strength in the numbers, and that you're a Valkyrie, like your your stories are legendary, and and like she's got a horse that or a Pegasus that can fly, and and all this stuff. Like it's it's so cool to see. Um, and I love when she shows up in Endgame and like she's ready for war and she's, but she's kind of that lost, lost soul when we meet her what, and what, Thor helps her find her way home. What did you think of like the moment when she finds out who Banner is? Like, cause up until that point, she only knew him as she Hulk. She only knew Hulk. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then she's like, uh, she's like huh. I liked the other guy. But like when, she, when he turns back into the Hulk and she's like, huh. Like, cause she realizes, oh, yeah. that, that, that is him. And so, yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, I love, I love that in Endgame or yeah, in Endgame, they, they reference that. Hey, strong girl. I think I liked you as either or. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you're making me feel bad because I like this movie. No, don't <laughs> listen. Listen, we we can like whatever movies we want. I just I think this it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, it's a good movie. It's just I don't care for Thor, and I think that that just taints this movie for me because I feel like you could have added Valkyrie into a Planet Hulk movie, and it would have been just as good. My my favorite line though in the whole movie is uh. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, get help. When they're like, get help. No, not get help. <laughs> and and then he chucks Loki at the, the guards. I'm like, that's great. I love the music in this movie. Yeah. Taika Waititi did a great job in choosing the songs for this, for this movie. Well, I meant like the film score too. Like it's very techno-y and that's, very, yeah. um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very like very omnisphere, just, very space y, like yeah. a not like a sitcom, like not a space odyssey kind of film, but it was very, um, I don't know. It was very like, like you said, very techno, very retro, very 80s, very, you know, very space, space like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it was, it, 
it's one of my favorite film scores. I'm, I love film scores, period. But yeah, um, the last thing I really want to talk about, and I, I love this moment, but like, what did you think of Stanley's cameo where he cuts Thor's hair? Okay. So also, needed, let me set the stage like because a round table on just our favorite Stanley cameos. We, we should, but like, you know, we get we get Thor. Thor's hair in the first Thor movie is very, I don't know. It's long, but it's kind of like maintained very well and looks kind of dumb. And then in the second one, it's kind of stringy and longer. And then, you know, His by the time of Ultron, we get, he's, he's even more long and, and yeah, you know, and it's kind of, you know, in the first Avengers film, it's, it's kind of like it's a little bit better than what it was in the first Thor movie, but not much. But by the time we get to, to Ragnarok, they cut all his hair off. And I don't know if that was because of other acting responsibilities or something for, for Chris Hemsworth, or if that was actually part of the story, but um, in the comics, I don't know if you know that or not, but like, I love the fact that Stanley's the one that cuts his hair. I didn't look at it that way. I just, I mean, I, I just loved seeing him show up and he's like, come here. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like really fun with that character and and stanley cameos are always he's like don't touch me i am a god (laughs) it's like i am thor son of odin and this guy's basically like i am stanley and i don't care i wrote you like but the but the machine or whatever it is that is going to cut his hair looks like a like a weed eater gone wrong oh yeah the thing is like spinning at a million miles an hour i'm like oh my gosh i'm just gonna take a little off the top he took a lot off the top no, he. I I loved the cameo. I thought that it was, it was really fun to see that. It's not my favorite cameo though, okay. which is funny because I feel like my favorite cameo comes from one of my least favorite movies that I crap on all the time, which I I guess not least favorite movies, but the movie I crap the most on, which is Civil War, when he's yeah. like Tony Stank. Is Tony Stank here? <laughs> phase Phase Three had some great Stanley cameos. On Spider-Man Homecoming, when he he just kind of sticks his head out the window. Don't make me come down there, you punks. <laughs> yeah, I I think Thor looked better with the shorter hair. And then, you know, when he gets into Infinity War, it's kind of, he's got the scruffy beard still. And he's still got the, the long hair. I see hair you copied and, my look. <laughs> no, my beard. Yeah, well, that too, yeah. Oh my gosh. I... We know how you feel about this, but how how would you rate this film? I would rate it a solid eight, eight and a half. Okay, hear me hear me out. I don't like seeing this film, but to rate the film, I'd give it an eight. Okay, and it's it's just a like it's a good film. I just to my core am not a Thor fan. I love how I, every time you talk about not liking Thor, you come up with some sort of rhyme. To my core, I don't like Thor. <laughs> Thor four and seven years ago. This is a Thor subject. This is a Thor subject. Listen, it is. It is a very Thor subject. No, I. Thor I think... was Thoring. <laughs> I was snoring by the end of it. So, you like Morbius no. better than Thor? Mm, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, um, yeah. I I just I liked it better than Love and Thunder. I'll I'll give that much. Um, what? I think I think this was Morbius? a good film. Yeah, Morbius better than Love and Thunder. I mean, I I'll, I'll die on that hill. I I I enjoyed Morbius. Don't get me wrong, but I I don't know that it was better than than 
half the Thor movies. So, I, Ragnarok, I think this is, Ragnarok is the Thor movies. <laughs> Ragnarok is very, very good, and I like a lot of the things that came from it. It's just I don't care for Thor as a character, and this is just not something that I'm like, oh, hey, if I'm if I'm going to sit down and choose an MCU movie, I'm choosing Spider Man, I'm choosing Iron Man, I'm choosing uh, Captain America. Guardians of the Galaxy, especially the third one. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Um, I'm choosing Ant Man. I'm choosing. I'm like, still, I'm not still crying. Thor. I know, I know. I'm just not. I'm just not choosing Thor, and that's that's just something that I personally just don't care for him the same way that I know you. I know you really like Thor. Yeah. Um, I just that's not my character. I want to say that, like, aside from Iron Man, the only other phase one movie before you know i really got into the mcu stuff was thor was the first movie that i saw mm. um and so i had this i guess early on established relationship with that character and so it's kind of why i appreciate him yeah and there's nothing wrong with that it's just i i personally don't care for thor because thor is not a character that i relate to and i like yeah i i like captain america i like spider-man i like you, Iron you Man. don't want to throw a hammer at somebody Listen, I actually have a Mjolnir hammer and I put it on toilet seats and I walk away just as, as comedy. I think I'd rather have the thunder power. Because you may not always be worthy for the for the hammer, but you'll always be worthy of your power. Yeah, but I'm also a big fan of Stormbreaker. That's, that's okay. That's true. Oh, Stormbreaker's great. At the beginning of that game when your least favorite Captain Marvel shows up and he goes, I like this one. And he's just like slams the, the yeah, axe down. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. But yeah, it's for me, it's a solid go-to film. And I, I really appreciate out of all the, the Thor movies, like this is definitely my go-to. I think out of the Thor movies, this is my go-to. I just, and, and I, I'm not against watching it again and again and again. It's just, it's not, it's not my cup of tea because I just don't care for Thor the same way. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. But I, I, I would say between an eight and a nine. I, I really enjoyed the film. I just, I always have crap against it because I just don't like Thor. So, I yeah. know, I know. But it is the best of the four films, so. Just just be reminded that I don't treat Captain America like this. <laughs> or, or Iron Man. Because I he love, doesn't. I love, I love Iron Man. Do you know why you don't treat Captain America like this? Because Captain America doesn't need to be treated like this, period. Thor has done nothing for me. <laughs> and yet Captain America gets everything he wants. Hey, when, when you've got America's butt like that, you get whatever you want. But Thor lost more. That's, I don't care. Thor loses everything and then Captain <laughs> gets everything. He, he ended up even losing his natalie portman and the he lost her twice yep oh my gosh yeah so anyways and his whole family yeah so it's a thor subject so for all of all of you out there thank you for hanging out with us the time has come that we are gonna end this episode um but it was fun talking about thor ragnarok with you micah so thank you for that and we will catch you all here next time on nerd talk